After almost retiring spontaneously, how about we just have a vibe check today on Locked On Coyotes? Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everybody. This is Locked On Coyotes, your number one daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes. I'm your host, Robin Leonio, joined by Matthew Jacobson. We want to thank everyone for making this show your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube and the SiriusXM radio app. We're coming back from a long weekend for us, kind of letting our emotions go through, Matthew. And we're just kind of just like, you know letting things air out still yeah yeah uh yeah definitely letting things air out a lot of a lot of people saw a lot of things i said on twitter (laughs) yeah it was uh it was it was definitely something i made the post of essentially like giving the example this is what matt looked like on the last episode it was literally just the uh that the lady yelling at the cat (laughs) My favorite part was someone said, and then Robin's over there, like just like the cat, just like. <laughs> uh, so yes, yes, uh, we're, gonna, we're, we're gonna have to do a vibe check and just pull things back today, all right? Because uh, we're getting closer to the draft. We'll, we'll have some draft stuff, but but we we just need to chill. We just need to slow some things down uh, because I was very perturbed. Uh, I think to say the least after the Shane Doan things, I think I probably should explain myself a little bit. My frustration, just to like specify what it was, because like I'm not going to necessarily take back most of what I said. I was just mad. Was like, it's incompetent to not just offer him an advisor to the GM role because it's like, look, he wants to get his hands dirty in in the front office. He's won gold with at the World Juniors as an assistant GM. Of Hockey Canada is one uh, world is one Olympics as the GM for Hockey Canada. In my opinion, it isn't just oh, it's Shane Doan, give him a job. See, we're going to give him a ceremonial position. Like he's had a ceremonial position uh, that he's you know reportedly sick of. Which honestly, I don't blame him. I don't. But it's like, hey, he's literally an advisor now. uh, People did try to say, oh, well, he might end up being the the assistant GM later. Sure. You know, Trey just came in. I have no idea how much is left on the assistant GM's contract. Could be a year, could be two. You wait till after a year with some continuity, and then you ease Doan into the role. That could be what's happening. Uh, but just from the optics of, hey, he got an advisory position, why can't you just create that for him here? Like, that felt to me like just the boiling point. And, and the rant I still stand by was fully on point, where it's like we've had to deal with, not even just the his the history, and also I'm kind of getting mad looking through the draft history stuff uh, for this team, especially early on. But that's a, that's a little sidetrack. But you don't pay your bills. You start the spat with Glendale. Glendale ends the lease. You're playing in a college arena. You don't even try in the election because you're so confident you're going to win it. Like all these things, one after the other. I feel like the Doan thing was just the straw. And it's like, Doan's my personal hero. I looked up to him as a kid. I still have a huge deal of respect. I am not a journalist. 
I literally cannot separate the emotions when it comes to Shane Doan and that personal connection. Um, not quite parasocial, but like I, I do, like, he's, he's my childhood hero. So it's like, I think that was just a straw of all the frustration of, of, of covering this team because like, I love this team to death. Sometimes I regret, <laughs> I regret it because man, do we got to deal like, like uh, imagine being even Columbus, which gets picked on for some reason by the greater hockey community, but it's like Columbus, they're talking about a couple of big trades. They're talking about some draft day stuff. They don't, they're not talking about Marina. They're not talking about bad ownership. They're not talking about disrespecting legends. They don't have to deal. They get to talk this. about hockey. They get to just talk about hockey. And, you know, obviously, you know, we'll get to that. We do have the draft coming up. We got other things. But, you know, when things stack up, it does kind of get frustrating. And even for someone like me who is a journalist, you know, I've I've been covering the Coyotes in a media Coyotes organization, including the Tucson Roadrunners, in a media capacity for the last seven to eight years. So, like, I've ended up creating an emotional connection this, you know, because we, we say media, we're supposed to be, you know, objective and everything, which for the most part is true. But if you cover a team for so long, you kind of get, you know, get to know everybody. You get the feeling like I got a chance to see these amount of people, you know, grow, you know, grow up from, you know, graduate from Tucson up to uh, up to the Coyotes and see all and uh, and see all that. So, like, to me, I got that emotional connection. And, yeah, I. I felt frustrated. I felt the frustration, not as much as you, because I didn't grow up a Coyotes fan. <laughs> <laughs> but I understand. I understood it. I understood it because, like, I've got a chance to talk to Coyotes fans, multiple Coyotes fans, and again, I've covered the team for long enough that it's it's been exhausting covering a, covering the Coyotes. It's but it's exhausting, but also, and I'll tell you this, Matt. To me, it's also rewarding because you, you know you get the experience. Like, I I really feel like. I would not be be like if I went to college anywhere else and, and you know and had the interest in hockey as much as I did, I probably wouldn't get as much of the opportunities that I did to get me to where I am now as host of this locked on coyote show. I would definitely say I've felt the highest highs and lowest lows of my life as a coyotes fan. Like I, the bankruptcy, uh, driving home from work and having my my brother essentially uh sent me a, a dm with the article the katie strang article and then a few days later the the article that the glendale's getting ready to lock the doors on him um the the election results the don't news some of the biggest uh, 2012 uh losing at home and it was a game five the day they still won in la losing at home in game five uh, there's a bit there's been some lows there's been some lows it's also been some highs of the 2010 whiteout specifically, but and all the whiteouts uh, getting to meet Shane Doe. Shane Doe retirement night, uh, last game in Glendale. That was pretty fun. The first game at Mullet. So many good memories too. It's just like it's it's just frustrating. It, it it is because like I I I like to think I have chilled the hell out uh, over the last couple of years from like 2018 or whatever. But like man, that 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 raw whatever the hell raw passion raw emotion just comes out every now and again and it's like sometimes i hate this <laughs> not 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 like not cheering for the team not covering the team the fact that like i i get paid to talk about this team now 
is literally a dream come true. It's just some of the things that other teams don't have to worry about that I just I I'm jealous of. Oh, I hundred I hundred percent get that. Like, Wanna know what, what you might be jealous of though? eBay Motors. Let's let's jump right into this one because uh, we got a, a special word from them. So. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts or accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure that every part fits right or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, right fit, and right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay Guarantee Fit, available for U.S. customers only. Eligible, eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay Motors. Thank you for our word from this sponsor. So let's let's continue, you know, as we just get this vibe check. We're kind of, you know, reeling things back into the show and getting, you know, getting back on track because it's, you know, as as, as stressful as the last, as as extra stressful the last month has been, you know, we still got some hockey to talk about, and we're, just, we we're gonna get there. We will get there. Um, and and you know, look, we got a draft coming up. Not that far off. Drafts two weeks, right? A little over two yeah. weeks. Drafts right. a couple weeks away. Prospect camps not far after that. Like we're gonna have some hockey. Free agent. We got free agency. We got a lot of stuff to get to. It's crazy. Heck, you know what? I mean, yeah, it's not Coyotes hockey, but I'm I, I'm excited for uh, Game Five of the Stanley Cup Final. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna miss that tomorrow. I, I, I'm, I'm going to miss that because uh, co- coming off of back-to-back 10-plus-hour days, I get another one tomorrow. So uh, unless they got it on in the shop, I won't be watching Game 5. But hopefully uh, Florida can win and keep the series alive. But I, I have a feeling at this point, look, I, I, I love this Florida team. Like getting to watch them in this postseason run, it's been a lot of fun. It just feels like they ran out of the gas, and Vegas is just the team. Vegas just being consistent. Aiden yeah, it just seems Vegas. Yeah, just, it just seems like it's theirs to take. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? I was kind of reeling over this, kind of thinking about it. You know, as someone who grew up a Sharks fan and is now a Coyote supporter, um, you know what? How I would feel about Vegas winning? I've been rooting against them this entire time. Like <laughs> I would never want to see them win. However, in the scope of desert hockey, Vegas winning, I think, will do so much. You know, so much good for hockey in the desert. And that's the only reason why, like, I won't be mad if they win. I'll be like, I'm not sure. Again, I'm not going to cheer for them, but if they win. I'm like, you know what? Good for them. I'm, I'm still pretty just neutral on them. It's one of those things where it's like, I, I still do. Now that the dust has kind of continued to just settle more. I, I, I can find them, I guess a little likable. Cause like I saw that soft spot because they essentially re-sparked the passion for hockey in 2018 for me, kind of got me like right back into this and I started making videos. So it's like, I do have Vegas to thank uh, for, for, you know, talking Arizona Coyotes hockey. Uh, but it's like, it's still one of those things where I, I can't actually cheer for them unless the coyotes leave. Like, cause I, it's in my blood to cheer for hockey in the desert. I, I, it's a foreign concept 
to pick a team that's like halfway across the country or in California or, or something like that. So it's like the I'll only never, scenario I'll... I can cheer for them is if the Coyotes relocate. But even then, it's like, yeah, oh, they're, they're fine. I like Marcheseau. Been a fan of Marcheseau for a while. Uh, my favorite player on the team. Uh, I like Eichel. I, I think Eichel got way too much hate and I think he got screwed over in Buffalo. Uh, so there's a couple guys I like on the team if they win. Congratulations. Uh, but it's kind of like it, it really just kind of sucks to see Florida's run end the way it did because, man, that was such exciting hockey. And that was I also really I also fun. might be a little selfish on the kind of like, you know, not being negative towards having them win because like I'm like, look, um, I like I might be going to Vegas this summer. And if <laughs> there's a good chance the Stanley Cup could just be chilling in one of the hotels in the summer for you know because it because you know how it happens they just kind of goes goes around and takes takes some trips and if it's in one of the hotels you know i'm going to stay in line and i don't know i don't care how long it takes if it's going to take me all freaking day i'm taking a picture of the stanley cup again you know it sounds really nice after my boss keeps telling me that like he's like oh i want you to you know have a bunch of money that's why i'm giving you a bunch of hours part of me really wants to just like oh one of these paychecks just buy a one-way, t- uh, two-way ticket to Vegas and just like stay at a random hotel just for a night and just walk around gambling and getting drunk. And it's like, I ain't thinking about nothing tonight. I ain't doing nothing. Not, not a walk around. Like I said, that's, that's me this summer. I'm going to be <laughs> just heading head there. I'm, I'm just taking, t- taking a break. That's the good vibes, though. That's the good part of the vibe check. The bad part of the vibe check, um, uh, you'll – You'll see some of this on Lockdown. You'll see some of this on my personal channel. A uh, bunch of notes I've been taking that you really can't – they're not legible right now, but just of the drafts, the draft history. The the 1996 through 99 drafts, do you know how many players were drafted, Robin? Do you know how many players were drafted by the Arizona Coyotes? Or, sorry, Phoenix Coyotes at the time in the between the 1996 and 1999 drafts? Oh, God. I have no idea. I believe it's 34. My, my It's either 31 or 34. My brain, for some reason, won't connect. Uh, but it's, it's one of those two. Do you know how many of them played 100 games for the Coyotes? Very few. Yeah. I would. I was, I was going to be like, I was going to say no more than like five. But yeah. Oh, God. Daniel Briere, Trevor Litowski, and O.C. Vanden are the only players of the, the 34 or 31 play over 30 players drafted only three to play a hundred for the coyotes. And if you average out everyone's careers, I think it's six that reached a hundred NHL games. No team can survive that. <clears throat> like people love to dog on the coyotes. People love to think, Oh, the coyotes have always sucked. They've always been garbage, which they haven't always sucked, but they, they've had poor because management. There, there are majority. players of other teams who have, you know, like been around, you know, let's say you have a kid who is drafted in like 97 or whatever, because mm-hmm. let's say, you know, within that same time frame, they played over a thousand games for just one team. And then like, you know, same, similar players, 500 games, 300 games, 700 games, like so many players play like legit more than half of their, the career, half of their career on one team. But yeah, we didn't get that very much <laughs> early on. We just we didn't. And like when you're drafting is as consistently bad, when you're always missing 
Like I, I think the only if we excluded Daniel Briere, the only of the first three rounds, the first like three drafts the Coyotes had that played like at all for them, like like it, to any degree, really was OC Vanden. Like I think he's a third rounder. I'll have to double check that. But like the drafting's been so bad, <laughs> and I listen to the rest of the drafting history. As much as I love Don Maloney, the drafting's been so bad. It's been so consistently bad for so long. Of all the four original drafts, the highest draft grade I've given, I think, was a D plus. And I think it was for ninety six because Briere like like carried that a little bit. Like I legit gave at least two of the drafts Fs because they missed on everything. I've I'm I'm personally confident that Bill Armstrong is making the right moves so far in the couple, the first couple of drafts that he's had. It's, it is too early to tell, but, you know, I feel more confident about some of these picks than some of Maloney's picks, for definitely. Um, and also, uh, a decent amount of uh, of Chaka's picks. Chaka had some pretty good sleepers. Uh, he didn't have very good luck at, at the at the top of the of the draft. And, and Bill Armstrong, for what it's worth, to, to kind of, I guess, pull back to a point we had in a, a video or episode last week where we're talking about uh, Lilleberg signing with Tampa Bay. Even though the Coyotes didn't see value in retaining him and signing him, um, Tampa Bay still did, which means I, I still got to count for something, you know, just get, yeah, because GMs and scouts always look at players, you know, value in certain many different ways and aspects, um, other t- intangibles, eye test. There's a, a million different things. Um, you know, some people just go extreme advanced analytics. I am not a fan of someone who does it strictly that. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I am like, sure, advanced analytics has its place, but. I very much like eye test and a bunch of other things, but I'm not a scout. Um, but yeah, I mean, each each team has different, you know, different criteria what they look for when it comes to, you know, whether or not they fit the profile of that team. And uh, yeah, he didn't really, he probably didn't fit Arizona's profile, but yeah, sure, he can hit Tampa's. I I love cheeseburgers, Robin. Should I eat them every day? No. Should I eat them every couple of days? No. Moderation, baby. Everything in moderation. <laughs> no, because like, like analytics is great, but there, there, there is a, a context of like the eye test does matter, scheme fit does matter, uh, things that aren't going to show up necessarily in, on the scoreboard. And maybe analytics, it's not tracking this, or it's not designed to track or account for that. It's like everything has to be a nice, perfect blend. And um, don't throw away the computers and the fancy numbers, but also don't like, hey, the fancy numbers say this guy sucks, so get rid of him. I do want to make this comment really quick, is you know, I just as we kind of like get close to wrapping up this episode, it reminds me though. Of the jokes people would make towards the end of Chaka's tenure with Arizona mm-hmm. when we were talking about advanced analytics, but and it was like Chaka's not even really a true advanced analytics guy. The actually the analytics community even like just doesn't even 
they did this like they like disown him. They don't even think he belongs in the community. Look at the trade he made for Taylor Hall. It's so exciting yeah. at the time. That 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 trade <laughs> will probably go down as just one of the most disappointing, like hyped up trades. That one, the Kessel trade, because we we expected so much more out of out of Phil Joe. That that so many of the moves looked really good at the time, didn't end up aging all that well. Uh, so far, a lot of Bill Armstrong's moves, yeah, but around that time though, aging okay. I will say around that time, I was really confident that that those Arizona Coyotes teams, um, especially or that Arizona Coyotes team, because it's only a matter of like what, like within like a little two seasons. I was re- I was really confident that that team would um, would be very on the verge of making the Stanley Cup playoffs, and they kind of did via the bubble, but uh, but I was confident at the time that when they're making the moves, and I'm like, the Coyotes, they actually know what they're doing, and they're making the playoff push, and I feel like they're there. They got the pieces. They're just adding a little bit more. And it just didn't work out. Yeah, because they were on a roll before the, the the Taylor Hall trade, and that ended up actually killing a lot of momentum, which is weird because Taylor Hall elevated Connor Garland. And I know I, I always bring that point up, and like I, I value that a lot because Connor Garland is a fair player on the team. But it's also like to d- – d- was the benefit outweighing the cost? And they do – the reason I do consider the 2020 playoffs something to talk about is because they had to win a round – to qualify for him, but then they immediately fell over and died. It was Darcy Kemper versus the world, uh, essentially. And then they were already pressed against the cap, couldn't keep Hall. And I think that's when they bring in Bill. And it's like, well, I'm just going to kind of let let you have your one last year to pretend you're competitive before I'm going to completely tear this thing down to the core. Just tear it down like we're gonna rip everything but just like the bare foundations out of this house and then we'll see you in six years were you guys happy were you coyotes fans excited for playoffs not anymore (laughs) we gotta just cope and be happy with we'll make them again in five six years and we'll be darn good when we do it (laughs) yeah i think that's the reason why everyone says the coyotes were in a state of perpetual rebuilding because it's just like, hey, just right when they were ready to come out, they just made a couple bad, couple just like bad moves that on the surface seemed good because of analytics and other what whatever reasons, but just ended up being poor decisions for scheme fit and everything else, and it just set them and it set them back several tracks, and it's like, all right, now we got to blow it up again. Yeah, because it, it just shows how one what one bad trade can do. They had two of them, and then Phil had no value, so you couldn't retain anything on him. You lose Hall for nothing. A couple of bad trades just sent you back. A couple of bad contracts. Having Goligoski and Ronta for one less year, one less year on those contracts, you have all the financial freedom. You could have kept Hall. You could have added this, added that. We're looking at a completely different scenario. Like, that, that that's kind of why like, I hate the mindset. I know we're getting ready to wrap it up. But I hate the mindset where it's like, oh, we can just buy that guy out later. It's like, if you think this player is going to be good for three years and you sign him to five because you can buy him out later, why the hell did you not just sign him for three? 
Oh, then we could have lost him. Then lose him. It's better to do that than now you're stuck with a guy you don't want for two years and you planned it that way. It's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> it is definitely something else, but that's what we get. That's the vibe. That is the vibe we got today where it's a lot more just big chilling, uh, big, big chilling, big things coming up. And, uh, that's all I got. That that's it. Uh, get this new arena done. Absolutely felt that. Well, that's gonna be it for today's episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. If you like what you heard, don't forget to leave a review, like, comment, subscribe if you have yet to already. We're available everywhere you get your podcasts, including on YouTube. Don't forget to interact with us on social media. We're on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash Locked On Coyotes, and on Twitter at L O underscore Coyotes. I'm personally at Robin underscore Lionio. Matthew Jacobson is at the Easy Sports Guy. Interact with us, ask a question you might have, we might answer right back, or on a future episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy, and don't forget. The howl on.